Good morning, Giants. Welcome to Wake Up With Giants TV. Have you ever wondered how to build strength and power through adversity? I have, so stick around. Good morning, Giants. Welcome to Wake Up with Giants TV. I am Ryan Morris, and as always, I'm here with your host, Nicholas T. Smith, the author of The Giants and the Smalls, how this whole thing got started in the first place. Pretty dang awesome. If you haven't joined us on YouTube, go ahead and do that now. Go to YouTube, subscribe, hit the alert button so you know when we go live every single dang time so you can catch all the latest from the giants and uh we also have a tribe of giants on facebook there's about four thousand some odd people growing rapidly um that are there to support good content gets put there it's a great place to meet connect and, and to just grow as yeah so, all kinds of ways all kinds of ways all kinds of ways weird <laughs> ways sometimes to be a giant but you can do it yeah whatever and, speaks to you anything else nick that i'm missing yeah, we've got the SG groups, the Sumjigante groups coming up in January. We've got three of those, uh, or four actually, one being taught by me and one by Melissa Ross and Nicole Castillo. And so be looking for those. We'll get the announcements out here shortly. And uh, outside of that, uh, no, we're just serving. That so, way we dive through uh, all 12 journeys of the steps of, of uh, becoming a giant. Yeah, stuff you already know journey. that you don't know that you know. Yeah. So we just, just clarify it. Yeah. Just yeah. reteach you. Reteach <laughs> <laughs> you. You know, clean up the mess. Yeah. Well, good. We got an amazing guest. Shall we dive in? Oh, I'm so excited for today. Yeah. Best show we've ever done. I we say that every show, and everybody's like, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but uh, Judy seriously, this one is the best one. Yeah, it is. Um, it's because Judy of you guys. It's not because of us. It's because of our guests. Because of Judy. Um, she's genuine, man. And she's got a genuine desire to see people live their most authentic life. In the last decade, she's helped hundreds of clients focus on their mental, physical, and spiritual health. And so Judy specializes in high-performance coaching. And she helps her clients unlock their superpower. She's passionate about helping her clients grow through adversity and build resilience and strength. And the reason she's so powerful uh, is in June of 2019, Judy experienced the tragic loss of her 18-year-old son, Jacob, to opioid overdose. So her number one best-selling book, Beautiful Tragedy, chronicles her experience and introduces the GIVE principle. And we'll talk about that today. So she's a trusted resource for grieving families. She shares tools on how to use healthy coping skills to navigate the storms of grief and uncertainty. And we're lucky enough to have her on our show today. So thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Wow. Yeah. I'm already I, emotional. If you know I me, know. I cry all the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to cry too. Where's my Kleenex? <laughs> I know. I might have to jump out and grab some. I, um, this this will be an impactful show, especially when it comes to grieving mourning uh, tools around that. And, and we never know how these shows are going to go. We kind of have some direction. But we like to dive into your story. And so we always go back in time initially and then we let it play out from there, kind of like life does. And so if you would kind of share what life was like when you were growing up. 
Wow. Um, we don't have a lot of time to, no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I, I'm number seven out of eight kids. So life was pretty chaotic and full and, you know, loud and crazy. And yeah, um, it was easy to kind of just be uh, left behind or not seen, you know, uh, just pretty much uh, had to grow up quickly and be very independent. Yeah. Um, so much so that it, it uh, got me into a lot of trouble, you know, by age 12, 13, 14. I mean, I was out in the streets and, you know, trying and experimenting all kinds of things just to, um, you know, I was bored and, <laughs> and really <clears throat> to deal with hardship and trauma and um and grief and loss that as a young child you don't really know how to communicate that you don't know how to process that you don't have healthy coping skills so i think that's why i'm passionate about helping people starting with young kids how do you um, build great um skills and and healthy habits so that you don't turn to those things, right? And I'm sure you guys can agree with me that we need it now more than ever. No, totally um, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, especially, yeah. especially now we have, you know, so many things that, that occupy us. So back in the day, I would just go out in the neighborhood and get in a lot of trouble. And now we're pretty much giving children you know, the internet, the world at their fingertips where they can get into all kinds of stuff, right? So fast forward, you know, I mean, there's a lot that's happened, but I, I want to start on June 13, 2019. I was at my um, kitchen table with my husband having breakfast and I was getting ready to launch this meditation mindfulness um video or you know series that was so passionate that i was so passionate about and i wanted to share it with the world because i felt like that was the missing link for me you know i've tried everything i've been in personal development for 15 years um, health and wellness i've tried lots of tools but this one in particular i felt like was the game changer and i wanted to have it in every person's you know hands so as my husband and i were um talking that morning, June 13, uh, I said to him, I feel a little apprehensive because whenever I try to launch something big, something bad happens to Jacob. And Jacob at that time, um, my 18 year old son, and we had been battling with his mental health in the last couple of years, substance abuse, in and out of rehab and um, very, very tumultuous trying time. And so that, you know, we were in a season of sobriety and peace and he was doing great. And he was an artist, he was in LA, he got signed to a major record deal. Um, but that particular morning, I, I don't know, maybe you call it mother's instinct, but I just felt this, I don't know, I'm just feeling nervous, you know? And my husband looks at me and he says, you don't have to worry, everything's fine. You know, Jacob's not gonna ruin this for you. This is our thing, we're gonna make this happen. So fast forward about an hour later is when I get a phone call from Jacob's girlfriend that he was found unresponsive. 
and being rushed to the emergency room in, in LA, we were in Arizona. And little did I know that the very tools I was getting ready to launch into the world were the tools I was going to need for me to get through this most tragic time of my life. And isn't that interesting? Sometimes we get the medicine, we get the cure before we get the ailment. And I feel like, you know, God was very gracious in giving me so many tools. I mean, I've been in the grief recovery world for the last decade or so. And so I had all these tools that sadly I was going to have to use and put into practice in this moment. And so, you know, what's amazing is uh, Victor Frankl in his book, The Man's Search for Meaning, says the same thing. He, he didn't create his tools in the camps. He created them before and then, unfortunately, right, had an opportunity to test them through the camps. And man, wow. um, that's impactful. Keep keep going. Um, and, and I'm sorry. That's uh, that's intense. I'm, yeah. And, you know, I, I love that you mentioned Victor Frankl's one of my top, top, um, you know, books I've ever read and yeah. very powerful. And actually, one of the influences to the Give Principle, if you guys would like me to share that, is that yeah. okay to share that now? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Give <laughs> is an acronym, right? And, and it came from this place of, you know, we want to give, give, give all the time. But if we're not replenishing, then we're giving from an empty cup, right? And so who's ever experienced burnout or just, you know, uh, whatever you, you just, we're done, right? Before we can even get started because we're so um, just giving to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so this was the moment where I had to learn how to pour into me first. And especially if you've ever um, struggled with someone, a loved one with addiction, I mean, it takes everything out of you. And if you're not replenishing yourself, you're going down with them. And so I had to learn how to use these tools. And the GIVE principle stands for grounding. Number one is grounding, presence, mindfulness. And I will tell you, that was so powerful. When, when we were in the hospital with Jacob, he was in a coma for two weeks. And in my normal default self, I would have been just riddled with anxiety and worry and freaking out. And I would not have been able to cherish and really be there with him for those two weeks. Every single day was a miracle. Every breath was a miracle. We literally had an oxygen um, thing that would count how many breaths he was taking per minute. It gives you a different perspective on how every breath is a miracle, right? Hmm. Um, so that grounding was so powerful, just being present because none of us are promised tomorrow. And so it really taught us like, wow, cherish every second you have with your loved ones. Hmm. Um, I stands for intention, intention. I want to propose to all of us that we are already expert meditators. Did you know that we're already expert meditators? <laughs> Because you're already ruminating on something. Yeah, and yeah. Our default is pro it's probably something negative. If you're not trained and if you're not intentionally thinking about something positive, you're probably already thinking about something negative, even right now as you're listening, right? And so that intention was so powerful to shift our perspective, shift our thoughts, 
And every single day, I would just write down a word of what my intention was going to be, and whether it's surrender, whether it's peace, whether it's hope. I mean, just these single, you know, words that I would just grab onto and say, okay, this is all I can think about today. And whenever my mind would start to wander, I'd bring myself back. So that oh. intention is very, very powerful. Can I throw something in on intention? 100%. Yeah. Yes. So the, the word intention comes from the Latin intendere, which is to, to stretch. So tendons, mm. right? To stretch towards something. And so having something to stretch toward from those ruminations is incredibly powerful. Um, and it could be anything. Like you said, some days it's bigger than others. Some days I could stretch further than others. And for the most part, physically, I'm inflexible. But, but in life, you know, I'm learning to, to flex a little bit. Um, you know, just the connection between what we stretch toward and our ability to flex further and further is incredible. I love that. That's awesome. I also think of intention as our GPS system, mm. right? When we started this, this show today and you're like, hey, this is the best show ever. And you set that intention. That is what's going to happen, right, for today. And yeah. so, um, so that was the same principle you know, in my give principle is like, okay, we got to set the intention for something mm -hmm. positive because in the middle of trauma, in the middle of tragedy, it's easy to go down quick, right? So it was oh. just tethering ourselves to this, whatever this word was, very powerful. And then V stands for visualization. Again, uh, inspired by Viktor Frankl as well, because when I study a lot of Holocaust survivors, they share about the things that kept them going in those deep, darkest times with visualize, visualizing themselves going home to their family, visualizing themselves getting out of whatever situation they were in. And I think the human spirit is so powerful. You know, we can be in the worst, worst, worst situation, but our mind processes in pictures and stories. And so when we're thinking about the best case scenario, it tells our nervous system that, oh, well, that, that's what's happening. Our, our body can't deter, differentiate between reality and what's imagined. So why not imagine the best case scenario? And when you set that intention and when you visualize what that looks like, guess what? That's where your feet follow. Right. And so some people might say, wow, well, Judy, that didn't work out for you very well because Jacob didn't make it. But in those moments, that hope and that visualization kept us alive, kept us from totally losing it because yeah. we had that hope that he was going to make it every single day. And sometimes what our visualization does come true, just not in the way that we think it's going to come true. Right. Um, I remember there were days where I would just visualize Jacob not suffering and not being in pain and waking up without having brain damage and all these things. And um, I remember going on a prayer walk, praying to God and, 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 and being angry and just devastated, as you can imagine. Yeah. And him saying, and, and you know, and, and this was during a time there was this song that was really popular called... Um, raise a hallelujah and it was about this family who had this little boy who got really sick and they prayed they raised a hallelujah they got everybody to pray for him and then he lived and i was really angry at that song 
was really angry at God. And I remember going to prayer walk and just having it out with him. And why do you answer their prayers and not my prayers, you know? And, um, and, and very loudly, I just heard him say, how do you know I didn't answer your prayer? He is safe. He is not suffering anymore. He does not have brain damage, right? It's just a different perspective. You know, yeah. I, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, like going through those difficult um, and hard, you know, things um, where, you know, you, you put up a prayer like that, you raise your hallelujah, and it doesn't work out the way that you thought. I've thought a lot about this and, and I and I and I sit in it every time something like this happens in my life. Um, and I haven't, I haven't lost, you know, a child. I haven't, I've, there's some, there's some pretty heavy things that, that, that can happen to somebody. Hugh has lost a child. Um, but I've lost loved ones, loved ones. And I've been through very challenging times where it was like, felt like my Mount Everest, right? Like it was my hard thing at the moment and it didn't work out exactly how I had hoped it would. It didn't go the way. I thought it would, and sometimes that ends in, in somebody passing away, things like that. But through through those hard things, I've I've always found that there was there was opportunities for my own personal growth. Mm. Um, and and so I love that perspective that you're having and the positivity that you're choosing to see through that, because very easily you could tell yourself a completely different story tell others a completely different story and you know complain and 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 doesn't doesn't bring back your son right doesn't 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 change what happened um but i found when i choose to to look at it in a different light a different perspective then my mind can go and see all of the things where i can grow and stretch and uh and and handle even more and be grateful for the time um hugh just said just a minute ago um going back up he said man how great i think he said um that you were able to spend right there boom grateful you had 18 years with jacob that was towards the beginning of the show that was yeah. his perspective you know, instantly because he was started to train his mind to think that way, right? right. Versus, right. you know, the you could think of all of the worst things that have happened because of that, or or that you lost your son, and and you know why, and be mad at God, and and do so many other different things um, that could take you down a completely different path. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, and I, I want to honor you for for doing that. I mean, it, I've I've been in moments where I I said I was pretty ticked off at God, and you know the universe for the direction you know that 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 uh, things that had come into my life. And I think that's an important thing to share that it's okay to be mad at God or the universe or whoever, right? when things don't work out. And I think there's a difference between positivity and toxic positivity. Mm. The toxic mm. positivity is something that we just wanna gloss over. Everything's gonna be okay. God is in control. God doesn't give you anything. You can, there's these pat answers, these 
hallmark Christian sayings, right? Mm -hmm. That um, we say that if we're as a grief recovery specialist, you know, we, we tell our clients, those are not helpful. They may be true and they may feel good at the moment, but they're not very helpful because it's not real. Yeah, we did a, we did an entire show on toxic positivity oh, and awesome. how, how impactful it can be in the other direction because it can yeah. cause you to lose hope. And, yeah. you know, things like vision, when you talk about vision, our 12 journeys are a lot of alignment with what you're sharing here because you talk about grounding and coming into the present fully, which is what depression is designed to do, what grief is designed to do is to get you to be present. And when you talk about meditation and mindfulness, that rumination, we're already doing it. So it's it's a matter of redirecting it and transforming that energy from one form to another. And in ours, we talk about intention or uncertainty. You talk about intention, but we always say that vision carries you through the uncertainty. Vision carries you through the unknown, you know, and that intention is what leans you toward the vision. And I think it's so important. Like vision is so important. It's almost a delusion from what is. And, and it's funny that happiness often stems from delusion and reality feels like depression, but happiness feels like delusion. It's, it's one of those things that carries us forward into a hope. It's not a delusion in a negative sense. Right. It's just it, it gives us something beyond what currently is. And I can see how that would pull us forward. I mean, what comes up as you hear that? Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. Um, it, like I said earlier, you know, the, our GPS system, Yeah. you know, it, you have to be intentional to where you want to go. And visualization is such a powerful part of that, because if you can see it, you can do it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about the event that's happening in January 23rd, but I yeah. visualized that whole event before I even opened my mouth to mm. to ask, you know, Steve. I already saw the whole thing play out, and so every every night before I go to bed, I have this vision of what that looks like. And I've already rehearsed every step, every song that's going to be on, every person that's going to be on stage. You know, so it, it is mm. a very powerful um, just way of being. I, I yeah. love it. It's part of you know who I am and and how I show up and. Um, it's here's a here's a very interesting yeah. uh, connection that I just learned this week for me. Okay, this is not scientifically proven, or I'm not a doctor, but I had this connection that why I'm why visualization and manifestation is so natural for me is because growing up as a, a child of you know that, that struggled with a lot of trauma. I had to live in this imaginary world to survive. I had to visualize a, a place where I didn't have trauma in my life. I had to visualize a place where I didn't have hardship mm. in my life. Yeah. And so I got really good at living in an imaginary world. And so here I am now as an adult, <laughs> I still live in this imaginary world, but now I've just learned how to, like you said, your intention pulling you to that vision. I've learned how to walk into that vision. And so if you guys know my story, I mean, miracles happen all the time for me. And I used to think, gosh, it's just luck. You know, I, I don't understand how this happens for me, but I really believe it's connected to, I've spent my whole life 
living in this imaginary world and I just learned how to connect it and how to how to step into it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Steve, <laughs> I, I always share Steve Jobs quote, you know, you can't you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only do that backward. And so you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect. And so he says, whether it's karma, God, or whatever, it doesn't matter as long as you have that faith or trust that it's going to connect somehow. And so when you have the vision, and I love the imagination, imagine is one of the most powerful words. And this was part of my coaching conversation this morning. Um, it's one of the most powerful words in the English language, because when you can get somebody to imagine, it really pulls them into a space of creation, Um we often share that when nothing is certain, everything is possible. And that's the space you're talking about is being able to create in such a way that there are no limitations that you get to put in that room, whatever you want to put in that room, that you get to imagine your life in any way that you want. And there is no limitation, just like we were as kids. And I, I want to lean on you a little bit around this is how did you envision yourself through grief, you know, at the other side of grief and grieving and, and the loss of a son. And you're probably you might still be in this and in the intention of it. But what is your vision around that? And how does that carry you forward? Can you speak to that? 100%. Such a great question. Um, kind of piggybacking on what we were talking about earlier is yeah. that when we or when I live in the why, why did this happen easy to take me down a, a spiral mm. when i live in the what that's what takes me out is okay i cannot change what happened but i can change what's going to happen going forward and i became very very passionate about being an advocate mm. for people who were suffering in silence when I went through my journey with Jacob, I mean, I was daily online sharing every step of the way, the real stuff. And I had leaders messaging me. I'm talking pastors, community leaders, people, you know, police officers, people you would never understand, uh, believe were struggling with their own, you know, children, with their mental health. And they're inboxing me, just thanking me for, mm being open because it, it made them not feel alone. And so that was the vision that carried me is that, you know, nothing's going to hurt me more than losing my son. So I'm willing to be in the front lines and take whatever the hits are because there's so much stigma attached to addiction and mental health. And, um, and even in the middle of my grief, I, you know, experienced that. But at that point, I didn't care because if I have to be in the front line to push that border, that envelope forward, I'm willing to do it. Um, and, and plus my personality too, I think, you know, the best way to get me to do something is to tell me that I can't do it. <laughs> mm. A little bit stubborn, you know, in that way. And so I joined forces with a pal, parents of addicted loved ones, and I support their cause. And I wrote a book and, you know, I help people with their grief. And so I had to put purpose to my pain. Hmm. And um, I love what my husband calls it. He says, we have to steward our suffering well. And so that's the vision and that's the heart behind 
everything that I do now, you know, and um, so, I love what Hugh, Hugh yeah. said that we had Jacob for 18 years and I'll say Jacob was my very best teacher. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing now had it not been for this experience that we've had. That, that word uh, suffering, right? The word passion means to suffer willingly, right? So anything that you're passionate yeah. about, you're willing to suffer through. And I had the vision while you're talking, it was a little off, but uh, uh, Bob Ross or Tony Little, you know, the guy on the gazelle suffering on the, and he's just like energetically like, yes, and full of energy. Like you could suffer that way or you can yeah. suffer like Bob Ross, like happy little accidents, you know, and there, there's a, a way to experience stretching in a way that is pleasurable. You know, you know, if we speak of it that way, it's not, it's not painful because we enjoy the, the stretch, if that makes sense. So having purpose in, in Victor Frankl's book, he talked about it being whatever anybody chose. It could be as simple as giving bread to another and that becomes your purpose. Yeah. And the word purpose comes from the Latin pose, which means to move forward to pause. And so when you move forward to a place to pause, if I'm traveling on a road trip, I've got a lot of places pegged out along the way where I want to pause. And this whole thing is a journey. And so having a place to pause, you know, when I get here, I'll, I'll take a break and then I'm going to be looking for the next mountain to climb. So purpose, there's not just one and it really can be made up. Like there's no limitation to it. What, what comes up for either of you as you hear that? I, maybe I can direct it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, um, as you think of purpose and, and stretching and all of these things, like what, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind around that for you? when you think of purpose and, and struggling, suffering, passion, you know, like that's, that's where the conversation kind of diverged a little bit, not diverged, but bifurcated. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's, um, it's fluid and it's open-ended, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I've done a lot of things in my coaching practice. It's funny, I just had a conversation recently with with my coach and I said, you know, I don't want to be pegged as the grief girl. Like I'm fun. I want to have fun. You know, I want yeah. life to be happy and I don't want to talk about grief all the time. And, um, and he said, you know, you just have to respect that this season in your life, that you are the grief girl. You're the go-to person that families are going to go to because of your experience and it's fresh yeah. and it's current and it's, relevant and it's right now and so i have to be open to oh i'll just you know um be okay with where i'm at be present with where i'm at with the purpose that i have right now does it mean that's going to be my purpose forever i don't know but i have to be okay with not judging sure. my purpose if that makes mm, sense yeah yeah yeah, there is no wrong purpose. There is no wrong purpose. Yeah. Because it's all made up that. anyway. It's all made up anyway. And so why not, if you're creating, and Steve Hardison is a master at this, and I see his comments here. I don't oh, know. Oh, I can't see that. them. I yeah, see I don't know. Ryan, if you're, <laughs> Steve just said, uh, he said a message from Jacob to his angel mother, Judy. 
You are the best thing to ever happen to me in my life. Thank you for being my mom. I love you, mom. Hmm. Wow. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve Hardison sitting in church, uh, being inspired on both ends. Yeah, yeah. Breaking That's both amazing. legs. <laughs> Breaking both oh my legs. Gosh. Um, the, the purpose, you know, um, we are constantly creating, unconsciously or consciously, we're constantly creating our worlds. And purpose is simply creating it in the direction we want to go and the intention and the stretching toward the vision that we have. And so that's a conscious thing. And there might be a point where it becomes habitual and it's automated and we no longer have to be conscious about it because we just create that thing naturally and automatically, which is kind of the intention of and the design of our body is to do that anyway. But so many of us are used to unconsciously creating our worlds in a negative direction or an unuseful direction that we don't feel like it can change. And what you're giving inside of this is when you talk about grounding and being present and then setting an intention, which is caused is pulled through by that vision, visualization of what's on the other side of it. That vision becomes your purpose, that intention as you wake up, every step you take into that intention becomes your purpose. So it's not it's not limited. It can never be limited to one purpose. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is that when we keep searching for the purpose, right, um, we miss what's in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where that whole being present is, again, so powerful and needed. So, yeah. And lastly, for the give principle, before I forget. Yeah, yeah. Is, E stands for expressing gratitude, right? So we already know science has already, you know, shown us in so many studies that supports that gratitude rewires your, your brain. Mm. Well, there's a different um, energy that happens when you express gratitude, okay? So when you express gratitude, again, it's you're casting out, you're, you're putting out into the world, you're creating with your words, gratitude um, that other people are able to receive and receive that energy back. Is there a word for that, Ryan? Like expressing and so it becomes based on what you speak? Uh, abracadabra is, is what I is what I say a lot. Freaking hook. I hooked yeah. that one, right? Yeah. Yank that right in. The magic of it yeah. all. It's uh, what is the Hebrew translation, Nick? Uh, as you speak it, so it is. And Avara Kadabra, the other version is, as you speak it, so it is destroyed. And here's the beauty in destruction, too, is that it creates the chaos and the material for somebody else's creation. And so sometimes in life, we have these things that are destroyed. You know, the loss of a loved one, the missing limb, the inability to walk. Um, for me, simply, you know, a divorce or loss of smell through COVID, Right. Like these things have have me show up in a new way that that couldn't have come without the chaos. Rick Evans, Richard Paul Evans says that chaos is the mine of creation. And so, I, you know, things like this where we we want just the positive growth, but sometimes that destruction of things in our life, that chaos that's created becomes a foundation for new growth that we couldn't have experienced otherwise. Yeah, yeah so true. 
culture. It's necessary, right? Those are the chapters in our book that we want to rip out, but yeah. you don't get to chapter 19 unless you go through chapter 13, you know? And, right. um, it's sometimes you just have to really live through those moments and trust that you have everything inside of you to to get get through it. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what the whole point of, of what my book is, the, the strength and resilience is in the other side of the hardship. Yeah. And we A lot of us, we're not willing to go through that because, hey, if there's a shortcut, I want that way. If there's an easier way, you know, if there's a, a painless way, um, but those things are necessary and needed. And sadly, uh, we're not showing that part of, of humanity as much, right? Mm. I mean, here we are in a global, <laughs> global traumatic experience of, of COVID and all the losses that we're experiencing. Um, and, and, you know, shows like this and conversations like this, we're helping equip people to show them that you can make it through and it's going to be okay. And what? we're going to do this together in community, we, right? We are, you know, the, the whole uh, shutdown of the world in a way, right? A stepping back, of the world, the world in depression. What a blessing and opportunity if people will step back and see the gift in it, because yes. uh, depression isn't your enemy. Depression is meant to get you to step back and step into the grounding and reality as it is. It, it really is. It's meant to have you look at things that are no longer deserving of your energy and to pull back and to ruminate and reflect, like you say, to reflect on what is and to have reverence for what has occurred and what is currently occurring. And there's more empathy and compassion inside of depression than there is at any other time in our lives. And so when we have depression and we're down and we're seeing life as it is, and we're, It's a gift. We're in a gift. We're in a gift right now. And on the other side of it, globally, you know, collectively, on the other side of this, we can create some visions that are pretty phenomenal in a territory that's never been explored before, you know, on a global scale. How many opportunities do people get for that? And so you can look at it and fight it and resist it, which a lot of people do, or you can take it as a blessing, right? Like there's opportunity in this for all of us to create it in a new way, just like the loss of Jacob. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that really has you create a reverence for life and then to move forward in acceptance and gratitude for what remains and what's possible, which pulls you right into the vision. Right. So if yeah. if we're going to create it collectively, we've got to have conversations like this. Um, there's nothing wrong with looking at it the way that it currently is. It, it's an objective realization that what we're doing isn't working anymore yeah yeah huh. so good so powerful thank you for for being so vulnerable and sharing your heart and yeah i, I teach a lot on wholehearted living meaning you know we can't pick and choose and just say no i just want the joy i just want the right. happiness i just want all the the good times but hmm. when we wholeheartedly feel you know, the depression or the sadness or the grief or the loss, 
when you feel that at a hundred percent, then you can also feel joy at a hundred percent. So when we stay in that place of, of disconnect or numbing or, um, fear of really feeling it because it's so painful, um, we're, we're, we're losing out on the hundred percent magnitude of what joy could feel like. Mm. Right. I had this conversation yesterday with someone and she said, you know, I don't want to love anymore because I've been hurt so much that I just want to keep my guard up because I cannot handle another loss. Well, here's a newsflash. You're going to handle another loss. If you live in this earth, that's going to happen, right? But so many times we we guard up because we don't want to feel that pain. We're not going to feel the joy either. And so feel it all. Embrace yeah. it all, walk into it, lean into it. Mm. Um, when I was in the hospital with Jacob, I remember there were days where the doctors would come in and say, it's, we're going to have to pull the plug. Like this is, he's not getting better. He's getting worse. And those moments I would just want to go, okay, give me a tub of ice cream and let me just check out and not even feel what's happening. And mm. I even write about, it. there's a chapter in my book that's called Lean Into Pain lean into pain like be here don't go it's a gift like you said it was a gift for me to be in that room and feel everything Hmm. man it's that numbing i can relate to it because i've done it the numbing the not wanting to feel right and we do it all in, in different ways we can do it by busyness we can do it with career we can do it with alcohol or drugs um we do it ice cream yeah <laughs> ice cream like that. and we we uh, we would rather not feel what's currently present but it's inside of that that our greatest lessons come out you know it's like if we can just sit with the difficult emotions and let them play out, we, uh, we talk about salmonic action, which is the idea mm. that salmon in the roughest of waters will sit perfectly still. They create a vortex around themselves so that no matter how fast the current is moving, they can sit still. They won't even move a fin. And in life, when the chaos of life is flowing around us, if we'll just hold still and let things play out salmonically, we'll look for opportunities to move forward. And that's, that's what we've got going on here in this world is there is so much opportunity or in loss, you know, there's so much opportunity if we'll just sit still and let it play out that we, we wouldn't have seen otherwise, you know, uh, Steve Chandler, he, he once said, you know, even a dead fish can float downstream. So yeah, it's, it's easy to get mixed up in the chaos and float downstream. But if you hold still, I mean, there are opportunities right now in this world for everybody on this this video and more, you know, to create something better for your lives. And your acronym GIVE is a foundation for that. Get grounded, right? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Hmm. So good. So, yeah, I mean, it's pouring back into ourselves because we cannot give what we don't have. So when you give to yourself, then you're able to pour out of your, your fullness versus your empty cup. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, a lot of times it's, it's easy to get busy and, and do all the actions without the heart behind it. And so Mm. I just want to encourage, you know, all of us to, to really live in such a way that we are, 
um, pouring out, that it's natural, it's organic, it's authentic, it's not something you have to do. It's just who you are. It's who you're being, you know, like we've, we've all been talking about lately after reading um, Steve's book, so powerful, so good. It, it's how do you, how do you show up? How do you show up? Yeah. Let, let's dive into your creation, January 23rd. Let, let's talk about that and how you know these things. This is what's amazing about it is you know these things. You coach around these things. And now you've got a creation that you're creating from the ether, that, that idea. Can you walk us through what you're creating, how it came about, the vision for it, what you've experienced? I mean, I'm, I, I'd really love you to just dump it all out the raw, before, you know, the real. yeah yeah before that my ear pods are losing juice i'm gonna put this on real yeah quick for here. sure for sure you know what's interesting too nick why she's doing that is that that uh even this show even this right now even what we started in, in with the with the giants and that you did all of those years ago was part of this co-creation of what judy's doing steve hardison's book all of those people that are involved in that ultimate ultimate experience have you know all what? intertwined and intersected and it, it was like created a long time before uh or started to even before it was even dreamed up i i have this imagination einstein talks about the theory of of relativity of time being relative and for humans we're bound by time we're bound by space in a 3d world and then the fourth dimension being time right so we have this linear view of the world. But in physics, they're showing consistently that time is not relative when it comes to physics, that it can go in any direction. We had an experience getting an assistant that would have had to go back in time for it to be created as quickly as it did. It happened within 11 minutes of the declaration. It was created and it was fulfilled within 11 minutes of that speaking it to the world. So I wonder which version of me is speaking me into creation in the future, because if physics and the laws of the universe are true and that time is relative the moment i speak it it goes in every direction to create as a reality whatever i speak abracadabra and and that might be woo 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 or crazy but judy i think you're going to confirm that in what you're describing and what you're going to share is that it will cross the universe to bring into reality everything you need to fulfill that vision yes and the number one lesson is to when you get the prompting and when you have the vision is that you ask and you open your mouth. (laughs) How many times have we had visions where we didn't do that? And then I know for me, you know, I've had these ideas for books or, you know, coaching um, courses or, or something that I just thought, wow, this is such a great idea. And I didn't do anything with it. And then a few months later, this person over here is doing exactly what I thought up. And and that's the thing with, with um, vision and creation and promptings. And I call the spirit is he is only looking for an open, willing vessel. He's not looking for a perfect person. He's looking for someone who's crazy enough to say yes and stupid enough to think they can do it. And, you know, uh, sadly, there are many things that I, I said, oh, I can never do that. And then there are other things where I'm like, all right, I'm going. Actually, 2014, I made a commitment 
to my what I call the Holy Spirit. And I said, anything that you say, I'm going to say yes to. That's a very crazy and scary commitment, because if you know the spirit, he's going to ask you to do crazy things to stretch you and to uh, to use you. And so that's what happened. Uh, November 6, I had this crazy idea of, of creating an event. And the reason was because I had this opportunity to be coached by um, Phil Weech. You know, if you guys know, are familiar yeah. with Phil. Yeah. 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 Hi, Philip. He is. He'll be watching <laughs> this later. I tagged him already. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, he's one of Steve's clients. And, and even how that happened, let me rewind a little bit, is if you guys know that I was one of the six people out of the six pack that got to have this experience with Steve Hardison from um, Arizona to LA. That's actually how I first met you, Nick, is we called you when we were in the phone. Do you remember that? We called I you do. a few times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so we had this amazing experience, this one day experience with Steve that was so life changing and so impactful and so powerful. And so we get back and, you know, life is happening. One of the other ladies posts her experience with Steve. So very flippantly, uh, not intentionally, just in passing, I write on her Facebook, oh, um, you know, that was so fun. We should do a debrief sometime and, and have a Zoom conversation, all six of us, to talk about our experience, right? And it was very in passing, didn't even think about it. I just wrote it. So then next thing you know, Steve Hardison sees my message and then says, Judy Thurston, why don't you make that happen? And then tagged everybody. <laughs> right because what you seek you should you should follow and be able to commit to and yeah i was like yeah. oh my gosh what did i just do and no pressure so here i am no pressure <laughs> um i actually was out of town hosting a retreat and i see julie on here she just posted but julie was um around and julie's amazing and i said julie can you help me put together the zoom meeting and she did and and we we recorded it Steve couldn't be there, so we recorded it, and it was powerful. It was all six of us, um, or a few other people, just sharing about our experience um, with the with the trip, and we sent it off to Steve. That was on a Sunday evening. Monday, Phil and Steve are watching our recording, and um, long story short, they said, you know, why don't we create an experience where we you know, where Phil can coach the six pack. And um, they came back to us with this proposal. Yeah. And right away, I already said, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's a big investment. I don't have it. And I was ready to just shut the door to that opportunity because of my circumstances, because of the facts of because yeah, what was yeah. in my bank account, right? Right. And how many times do we do that where yeah. we shut it off before we can even be open to the possibilities we shut the door on the mirror so, yeah yeah and so that was a big lesson for me i had a 20 minute zoom conversation with phil just to see if it was going to be a good fit for you know for for him and i to be in this coaching um situation and 20 minutes after that conversation i walked away with like oh my gosh is that all it costs Sky's the limit. We can make this happen. Uh, and I committed, committed right then and there. I have no idea how this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. 
<laughs> Commitment's so powerful, right? Commitment is, is powerful. so powerful. Yeah. That I, uh, afternoon. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Well, just a quick share uh, and then continue right there. But I, I had an event that I was going to go to. It was $10,000 for a two-day event. I didn't have that money. Uh, I put my motorcycle up for sale. I committed in every way. I went out and created contracts. If I could, you know, things weren't coming together. Ryan remembers this. Mm-hmm. About a day before the event started, I had a client commit to coaching for a $10,000 agreement. And I used that wow. to create that event. It was, it, was, um, it was amazing. But it was after everything I could think of. I was like chasing every avenue. But it took that commitment yeah. for it to even be seated. But keep keep going. That was uh that was off track, but no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just confirms that commitment is so yeah. powerful. When you make the commitment, everything, the universe comes towards you to fulfill that commitment. It's that GPS system again, right? Yeah. If you put yeah. that in the G- GPS system, this is what I want. That's where you're gonna go. Um, when I, when I first put the GPS system, is like oh, I can't go there. Um, I don't have it. That's where you're going to go. But when you say, and you're open to the possibility, mm. things open up. And so I created, you know, an event for myself for, to host a retreat. And, you know, and I, I, I up-leveled the price for this retreat. So that was very scary because mm. I'd never charged that much for my retreats before. And guys, it sold out in less than a week. <laughs> right and I would have never stretched myself to put myself out there like that had it not been for this goal this vision of wanting to coach with Phil and then there was a few other of us that had this opportunity to be in the small group coaching with Phil and that's where I had this creation of hey why don't we have this huge event we can charge money for it raise the money to coach with Phil and create the money Mm. and that's where Steve Hardison comes in (laughs) because I said well for this to happen, we need to have somebody there super, super, super special. And, um, and you know, the spirit put in my heart, call Steve. And if you guys know that Steve doesn't do things like that, that was a pretty bold and crazy ask. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, how many people would have would have done that because everybody, everyone knows in, in his circle that that's just not who Steve is. He doesn't do things like that. So for me to ask him was pretty miraculous. But again, I needed a little nudge from the universe because I, the day that I committed to asking Steve um, on a Monday from 11 to 1, I put it on my calendar. I told people, I said, this is what I'm doing. And when that time came, I chickened out. Hmm. I got scared. Again, how many of us commit to doing something. And then once we get to the door, we're like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Keep going. So, yeah. How that happened. So I went to bed that night, disappointed in myself that I didn't have the integrity and the commitment to follow through with what I said I was going to do. And at that point I was ready to kind of give it up and say, Oh, you know, you talk yourself out of it, right? The doubts yeah. come in and say, oh, well, that's really a crazy idea. Who are you? He's not going to say yes to you. You know, he doesn't do these things. So all those thoughts started to come. And I went to bed. I had a dream about Steve Hardison that I was at his house. There's this big party. There's everybody there. We're eating. We're, you know, dancing. 
and I go to leave and I can't find my car keys. I can't find my car. So I'm stuck there. And so I have this dream and I wake up a little frazzled, like, oh, okay. And I open my phone and the very first thing message on my phone was from Steve Hardison. And there was no context to this message. It was a video from one of his clients, Townsend Wardlaw. Yeah. Yeah. And Townsend opens up this video with this. He says, I'm having coffee with my wife this morning and she asked me a question. Have you ever struggled with fear and uncertainty? Have you ever wanted to do something big in your life and then got afraid to do it? I'm like, seriously, how is this the video that huh. I'm watching right now from Steve Hardison when I'm having this fear of talking to him? So that was just a sign of, okay, you are, you, you have to do this now. You are on the hook <laughs> to do yeah. this now. And this was first thing in the morning. So before my mind was even awake, I responded to Steve right away. And I said, how did you know I needed this video? And he says, I didn't, it was divine. And I said, well, so can I, can I ask you a question? I have a crazy idea for you. And he says, call me right now. I'm free. And so, oh my God, my heart starts to race. But again, before I can think about what was happening, I'm already calling. I'm on the phone <laughs> and I share with him my crazy idea. And he said, yes. So imagine if I would not have asked, if I would have stayed in my fear, we wouldn't be all meeting together January 23rd. Guys, it's so humbling. I read some of these messages, people calling me saying, oh, my whole family's coming, my whole team is coming, we rearranged our vacation plans to be there, we're coming from Canada, we're coming. It is very overwhelming hmm. to, to, you know, to be this vessel of the person that just was open enough <laughs> to ask. Yeah, so you know what, what I hear in this, uh, Judy Thurston is not the grief coach. However, she is the creation coach from spaces like grief. You know, it's, it's mm. you have a way of creating the vision and expressing the gratitude and creating the intention out of difficult and challenging things. Um, you have an ability to create vision inside of uncertainty in such a way that it creates a movement like you did on January 23rd. I and mean, it's a movement. I mean, there's a whole group around it now and there's people from all over the world that are committing to be there. And, and so your power is coming in and this ability to show people no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you think you are, your vision has the ability to pull you out of that. And, and it's almost like this is proof of it right here. If you yeah. go to the ultimate, the ultimate Facebook group and watch the videos and um, done by Steve Bacon, coach Steve Bacon. <sighs> <laughs> There's your shout out, Steve, yeah. uh, him and his wife and their experience, Judy, all of these experiences, how intertwined they are. It's crazy. It's so crazy with Townsend, Louisa, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. It's inspiring. You know, those that are watching, it's inspiring for me. Like, hold the vision. It, if you're holding back, a lot of times it's you're not trusting the vision. It's like I want to hold on to the rope that I got, and I I've got things right now in my mind that I could see that I've done that on hmm. right now, and so letting go into the vision and trusting it'll play out the way it needs to play out. In some cases, you know, it plays out even better than you think it would. 
um, and not going into toxic positivity here, it truly is that there's something higher for you. And it's going to take some letting go, some trusting, some stepping into the darkness, some Indiana Jones style walking onto the bridge, right? Like you got to take that first step and your commitment, that asking for that commitment and that declaration of it just transcended time, right? All of this has been coming together for you for years, but it took your declaration for that to get into action. Yeah. And and how Jacob played that in all this is his passing Mm. taught me that life isn't guaranteed. And so what do you got to lose? Right. Mm. What is it? Are you going to regret more that you didn't ask or you're going to regret more that, you know, all, all the things that we put our focus in, right? Yeah. All yeah. the the mundane, meaningless things that, that, you know, we think we just got to work, we got to make money, we got to, you know, do all these things to live. But like, are we really living? Mm-hmm. And that's what Jacob's death has taught me is, man, you got to live full out. He was only 18, but this kid lived you know, if he and I, I share this um, with Steve as well, is that it, I envision if Jacob would have made it to his 60s, he would be like Steve Hardison. He had no rules. He he loved life. He didn't fit in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jacob really uh, created new genres of music that he intertwined that most people say, well, you can't do that. And he's like, why not? You know, that was his spirit. That was his attitude. And I feel like I get to walk in and carry on his legacy of being that person that's not going to be afraid, that's going to live authentically, that's going to live wholeheartedly, that's going to ask, that's going to do crazy things and and mm. love life and enjoy life fully. So I, I am very, very grateful. Ryan, what do you got? Oh, it was a possibility of, you know, like I, I was sitting here thinking about um, your son's death, but that's not where it ended. Mm. Um, because you're right. His legacy is, is, is continuing. And this massive creation was in large part because of, of him. Yeah. And it wouldn't be if it wasn't for that experience. And then you, being inspired through him to then take action steps. I talked to a, uh, a, a billionaire um, and he talked about how this was a while back, uh, but he would take note cards and he would, his stuff would come to him in intuition um, or inspiration. He would write it down on the note card. And he said that, that, uh, most people would just write their goals or write write down on a note card and do nothing about it and have a have a pocket full of note cards. He would have a pocket full of note cards, look at it, and then get up every day and look at how he could put it into action, how he could be with that inspiration. And that's what you did. You had that inspiration. You had this 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 drive and this this vision. You wrote it down on a note card, and then you looked at the note card every day. And started piecing it together and stepping and look at the beautiful creation that has come and, and I'll, I'd even submit to you that that's that, like I talked about at the beginning of the show is that, that uh, Nick wrote this book 
what 12 years ago nick yeah yeah um wow. that talk about transcending time and bringing a group of people together that we wouldn't like steve hardison is the giant in the in this book that was the inspiration of of the mm. giant in the giants and the smalls and all of this getting getting like I, I just had this image of a swirl ice cream cone just getting swirled all together. All of these different lives getting getting poured into a cup and it just swirling around and intertwining together to make this beautiful creation. And uh, so I'm, I'm just um, sitting here mind blown, in awe, um, a lot of gratitude as I'm thinking about all of the things that have happened in, in all of our lives and all the people that are watching and, and that will watch and that will connect at that, at that ultimate experience, just because of, of that's going to be a culmination of, of meeting and seeing all of their being to be at that meeting. <laughs> and I'm pretty dang excited to give a lot of people hugs and, and to hear yeah. their stories and, and, to, and to, co-create from that point and see where all of that leads to and how many lives we can impact and how we can help um, inspire others to do the same thing that the, the, the they can understand and know that they are giants already and that they can be do or have anything that they want to have so I thank you so much for sharing all of this with me today because it's just bringing it all into uh, the now so thank you it's perfect. So, so good. It, I forgot more? to share one yep, more yep. important thing Beautiful. is that this event that we created initially to create the funds for our coaching. So myself, Alex Dumas, Xavier Marin, uh, Julie Westover, we have this opportunity to be in a, a group coaching with Phil and we created this together to raise the funds. Well, when Phil and Steve found out that that's the reason we created this, they want to give every single penny to charity. Mm. And that is amazing. I have to say that that shifted the energy in, in the way that we're creating this. It's, I don't want to say effortless because it's, you know, it, it's a big deal uh, creating an event like this, but the flow of it is it's so powerful and so joyful knowing that the money that we raise is going to support so many great causes. And um, maybe I can send you guys links later. You can share that on, on here so We're people looking. know where their money is going. It's an investment. So if you come to this event, you're not coming to support us or, you know, Steve or anybody else you're you're supporting these organizations that we're giving to and it's going to be huh. so powerful and beautiful that that we get to do that i'll tell That's you amazing. the we've been we were the kind of the beneficiaries of some of that with uh, Alyssa hans miracle that came in through uh totally outside of what was going on with that with vanessa brower's and laban ditchburn and, and joe and, and there were some people in this in this miracle group that then that even expanded and 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 got bigger and bigger and bigger for for a christmas miracle that we created all because judy i mean like it's insane but it's totally believable at the same time that that all of this got tied together and uh that because of you stepping up and and being that 
that was able to also contribute to something outside of that, but then bring a whole bunch of other people that had no idea who Steve Hardison was. They have no idea who we are that all of a sudden came all together. And now they're coming to the event as well. So it's, cool. It's, it's pretty, it's the, pretty the odds of this happening are slim to none, but surprisingly high. Like that's how we look at it. Yeah. It's like, there's there's no other way to explain it's a miracle how it all comes about and so judy thank you so much i mean you've been a blessing on this show i, I do feel like our our declaration at the beginning of the best show that we've ever done is is fulfilled and we never stop saying that that's a beautiful thing is every time we create one of these shows it is the best show that we've ever had and it continually does that expands and gets it gets even progressively better and man we love you thank you oh. thanks for being on I love you both so much. Um, I know we've never met and we've only known each other for a little while, but I feel your hearts. I feel your purpose. I'm a huge supporter and I cannot wait to give you both big hugs Yay. in January. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're in this together. I'll take and I two, think please. When, <laughs> when we align yeah. our purpose and our commitment, we all do converge together. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that's where healing happens is in communities shared experience shared hearts and i just am so grateful and so honored to be on the show with you guys today well Thank we're you. committed to, uh you know you would you had asked inside that group that uh you know there were some tickets that were still available and uh and i i committed right then to to do anything in my power to fill those seats and so this also helps i share this in the ultimate group already so that's awesome. being streamed live right now and then wow. uh, in the Alyssa Ann's Miracle uh, group, and then uh, also in the Tribe of Giants and anything in our network, we'll continue to share that because we believe in 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 what's coming together and the caliber of people and the and uh, that that are still out there that have no idea about this that will at some point. So, yeah, perfect. And for those that are watching, go get Judy's book, Beautiful mm -hmm. Tragedy. Make sure you grab a copy of that. Um, remember, as always, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, that's why we wear these X's. It's all stemmed from this stone here. The idea is that you're exactly where you choose to be. And you're right on time. You know, it's just you got to trust it. You don't, you don't even have to do that. Sometimes it just works out because you're, you're being who you're being. So just trust it'll play out exactly as it should. And you're doing exactly what you should be doing. So just let it play out. Um, don't back out before before it's time. You know, so many times we talk ourselves out or think ourselves out of it before we even give it a shot. So lean in, trust it, be salmonic. We love you. Thanks for being a part of this. And we will see you in the next episode. Love you too. Thank you guys. We'll see you.